0: Hey listen ho, listenerinos. It's your friendly neighbourhood podcaster here, Dando, reminding you that everyone's favourite nettlecore band, Oakley Doakley, are just a couple of weeks away from their first ever Australian tour. But don't worry, they're not coming alone. Joining them is Melbourne's own Simpsons-themed doom rock band, Dr. Colossus. The tour will consist of five dates kicking off in Brisbane on February 11th at the Zoo, February 12th in Canberra at the Basement, February 13th in Newcastle at the Cambridge Hotel, February 14th in Sydney at Crowbar, and finally February 15th in Melbourne at the Corner Hotel. Oakley Doakley, Dr. Colossus' first ever Australian tour this February. Tickets available right now at OakleyDokley.com. See you there, neighborinos.
1: Hey, baby! Oh, sorry, Homer. We thought you were one of
0: those hot-to-trot soccer moms. Yeah, you don't see many men driving the F-Series. See? Instead of a cigarette lighter, it's got a lipstick holder.
1: (gasps) Ah crap! It's a girl's car! I can't drive this! Oh, sure you can, (laughs) dollface.
2: Pretty thing like you can do whatever she wants. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up! Screw you guys! Four-finger discount, dude.
0: Welcome to Four Figure Discount. This week we are here to review Marge Simpson in Screaming Yellow Honkers. I am Dando. I am Mitch. And should we tell the tell the listeners what just happened?
1: Yeah, we should. Um, it's a shame because there was some good banter there, but um, we've just had to restart the podcast uh, three minutes into recording. Thankfully, not um, you know not as far through as we've gotten in the past with with issues and the reason that we had to restart is actually as i was in the process of shit canning microsoft and my laptop (laughs) my laptop fucked up (laughs) um almost as if it was listening to me and wanted to retaliate so what i was just explaining were,
0: were were you able to save the audio
1: no there was Damn. like a it, there was a minute forty six of audio in there, and then the rest of it just stopped for at some point. Um, but basically, what's going on with my laptop right now? And if there's anyone out there that knows how to fix this, please for the love of God email me because Microsoft's help team certainly don't. Um, Phantom touch syndrome, where and it's doing it right now, where my Surface Pro thinks that there's like twenty three different inputs going on at any given moment. Um, and there's just a whole bunch of bubbles that uh, appear on the touchscreen as if it's actually being actioned. Um, so you can't do anything. My mouse won't work, and then it just randomly selects stuff. So, you know, you'll be trying to... On the internet, it'll just open up a bunch of links um, and then start zooming in on shit, and it's, it's really fucking annoying. Especially when you're on porn sites. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> At least with that, it's given an excuse. Um, but there used to be a fix for it. They like Microsoft uh, help did have a fix, and it's no longer live on the website for some reason. So my laptop's now unusable, and and I'm pissed off about it.
0: Um, so you can't you can't send it away to get a replacement or something? Is it under warranty? Well,
1: no, no, no. I've had it for a few years now. Um, Man, I'll come up with that's something. That's really annoying. <laughs> it's um, it, and. And as it, as it would always be, it had been slightly bad, but livable. And now that I've sat down to record, it has not gone for more than like 90 seconds without it starting. And once it starts, it doesn't seem to want to stop.
0: Wait, so you're sitting there looking at your screen and it's just a bunch of shit popping up? Or?
1: Yeah, I've had to minimize everything just in case, it, um, in case it starts fucking up the recording or anything like that. So, I'm, uh, I'm operating blind at the moment. This will be fun. This will be fun. <laughs> This is a good, pod, good way you, to start the podcast. Turns out you haven't even hit record yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing, the other thing that I was uh, that we were just discussing is that I'm in a hotel room, so uh, the sound will be a little bit different this week
0: to, to others. Hopefully, an upgrade from the toilet like last
1: week. Although you know that is comfortable for me, and I I, I can't it can't be helped.
0: We'll also discuss it before everything went to shit that I'm not well at the moment. And we are mm-hmm. going to run a competition with the patrons, weren't we? Or for the listeners. they can. Yeah, we were. Well. So,
1: Dando has a particular disease that... Um, <laughs> it's that, called a disease too. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, or which is a bit of a clue to what this is going to be. Oh, Jesus. I was peaking badly there. Um. Anyway, <laughs> a little bit of technical talk. I've just got to move the microphone away. Um. So... What we wanted to do is guess what ailment Dando has, uh, and all that we will say is that it's probably one of the worst sounding ailments that you can have, if not,
0: like, it, the name sounds way worse than the actual condition. Mm, it's horrifying, to the point where it's embarrassing to tell people that you've got it, because it sounds like you've got chlamydia or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, totally, it does, like, it really sounds like it's a sex thing.
0: Yeah. Hundred percent does. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So patrons, once this goes live, as Mitch says, see if you can be the first person to guess correctly. Or if you just, if you're not a patron, you can still contribute. Uh, mailbag, mailbag at fourfigurediscount dot dot Want to see if you guys can guess it. It's not well. It's not. I, I am not well. It's not good. Oh, my throat is on fire right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we'll, we'll get we'll get through this. Marge Simpson and screaming yellow honkers. I um I enjoyed this. It wasn't the best one of season ten, but it was just nice to have a um a Marge episode. She doesn't seem to get many anymore.
1: No, um it, yeah, I enjoyed it as well. I think it was one of those ones that felt like a whole bunch of kind of uh what 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 are some abandoned subplots or gags that have, you know, that we just found on the floor over the last few years that we can throw together because there's not it's not as plot heavy as anything. Like it does get from A to B over the you know, there's a little bit of an arc in there, but not a huge amount. For the most part, it's just Marge gets a car, uh, or Marge starts driving this car. She gets road rage, and then things happen. Um, yeah. And that that's pretty much the extent of it.
0: The, the family go to the zoo, and then Marge
1: has to save them. Yeah, like it's different pla- different people in different places doing different things, and
0: there are laughs. That's that's pretty much what this episode boils down to being. Do you think? But, the um, do you think her progression to road rage felt natural? What do you feel it was a bit rushed and forced? No,
1: natural enough, I think. I mean, for someone who's so repressed and like sort of stomps down every, uh, I guess, every impulse and every desire to act out that when she finally gets this little hint at the power that she might possibly have, then um, it's kind of like Hancock when, you
0: know, Will Smith realizes he's a superhero. It's like, all right, well, now I'm going to start driving through shit. It's funny how we don't seem to get many Marge episodes at all anymore. I feel in the earlier seasons, we used to get a lot. I mean, I think it was like season four you had, would have been the streetcar named Marge. Uh, you would have had Marge and Chains. Mm. I'm pretty sure Marge gets a job. So I I feel like they've, maybe they'll just run out of ideas for Marge. I don't know. Possibly. I mean, uh,
1: yeah, it'd be interesting to know if that's a, out of a lack of ideas or a lack of care from the writers. It'd be um, an interesting question. Or just like, is you know, she a harder
0: character to write for, perhaps? Um, Although, the, when we spoke to Bill, he mentioned that Marge was the least favourite of his to write for, for that reason. You just yeah. felt that there was, it wasn't very exciting when you do a Marge episode. Even without Marge-centric episodes,
1: she just features a lot less than she used to because of those scenes that they used to have of her and Homer talking in bed and kind of like grounding the episode in these two experiencing it and sharing those moments together as husband and wife like you don't get those scenes anymore so her word count per script would be right down i think on average if you looked at say seasons almost including eight but certainly seasons nine and ten versus any of the other seasons that we've done to this point i did
0: appreciate
1: the um the
0: callback to the Canyonero, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was really well done. I, I think that um, the Canyonero obviously resonated with a few people and, they, uh, I mean, it makes sense. And it's um, it's just such a catchy song that you kind of need to bring that back, I think. I, yeah. I, I feel like it was just the excuse to have that music playing while she drives across the field.
0: And I never used to like that song that much, but now I, I think it's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, it's very cool. I, I, I haven't done it before. But I'm going to have to get in my car, wind the windows down, and just pump that song whilst I drive through the streets <laughs> of town. <laughs> yeah, definitely. In the worst possible car imaginable. Yeah. A little bit of a fun fact about this episode, too. Do you know that uh, the Road Rage class, Troy McClure, was supposed to host that video, but unfortunately, Phil Hartman passed away. I feel like that's more prior. of a sad fact. Yeah, that is not a fun fact at all. You're right. But um, yeah, so they wrote that with, obviously, Phil in mind. But yeah, anyway, what are you going to do? On that note, what was your favourite moment from the episode? Yeah, I was going to say, you could not kill your husband and yourself. That'd work. Um,
1: uh, what was my favourite moment for the episode? There was a couple contenders that I had for favourite moments this week. Um, hmm. uh, I really liked Skinner just um, ruining comedy in two moments. So, I mean, the, the screwing up the who's on first routine is one thing, but it, just the groundskeeper Willie, or is, should that be grinskeeper Willie? Nope. Oh, that's groundskeeper <laughs> uh i really liked the terrible editing on the road rage video um that was very that was very well done i thought like i just the... love the
0: i love the unnecessary astronaut <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's um well it's not a trivia
1: question but it's a lead-in to one of my trivia questions okay um i also really liked the just the bad like the pause like what you're about to see is not pretty and then it cuts. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> uh, but my favorite, uh, the, it has to go to Gil. Um, Gil's whole scene. Oh, yeah. That was, was pretty great, wasn't it? Excellent. Um, that Oh, not Fred. Don't, put, like, who's that? Is that Fred? No, don't put him on. But it's um, the line about, uh, oh, you can draw on this. Nothing's going to hurt. Now, rainwater,
0: that'll strip the paint right off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love how the guy, like, Homer's got all the extras, but he still has to keep the car under a tent. Keep the car in a tent if you want to protect it. <laughs> um, speaking of that video So that video was originally going to be called Screaming Yellow Honkers Which is why the episode is oh, called Oh, okay Yep Yeah, I couldn't find any other reference to Screaming Yellow Honkers Like why the episode why would, would be, be called that. that Yeah, okay Yeah, yeah I don't know why they changed it I'm sure there's a reason But um, hmm. my favourite moment I don't know why But I loved Homer screaming at Jumanji Don't
2: worry kids I know just what to do Jumanji! Does anything from the movies actually work?
0: Speaking of Jumanji, I finally got the uh, the board game, the original wooden box, so you and I have to play some Jumanji.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's pretty does awesome. They have, does it have the riddles?
0: It has the riddles, and it's not like an electrical ball with little words coming up or anything, but basically you get the cards and you slide the cards into this little dome thing, and mm. you can see the clues on oh, the on okay, the so, it's, so it's still kind of... yeah. Feels sweet. like it's the movie, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's cool.
1: Yeah, sweet. I'll come around dressed as Van Pelt.
2: From this day forward, your name shall be
1: uh what have i got for the new names for the episode there are a couple here that uh michael tricker with i like big trucks and i cannot lie i like that it's good uh jasper bruce mother trucker um david nayer with this american pride that's not bad uh beth anslow with margie fully loaded uh oh that one probably wins it out uh takes it out this week kristen nell driving miss crazy oh yeah that's perfect yeah that's the winner yeah what's yours Ah, uh, mine was
0: Law and Order SUV. <laughs> I actually don't mind that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Alrighty. So they are the new names for this week. Thanks to the patrons for contributing. Now it's time for some trivia.
2: Next question. You there, eating the paste?
0: You can
1: commence, Mitch. Oh, right then, Dando. What was the number on Prince? Uh, not principal on Super Nintendo Chalmers jersey when they were doing the Who's on First routine. Uh. I just going to say thirty-two. I don't know. No, it was number ten, I believe.
0: Uh, I was not paying that much attention. I'll be honest; neither was I. Might be the incorrect answer, but I am pretty sure it was <laughs> ten. Who was on the Sweeties box? Or the Swedes' oh, Court- box. The yeah, Courtney Love. Yeah. Uh, who had the most sales on the board at the car yard? Uh, I don't know, but I know that all the names on that board were friends of Mike Scully.
1: Oh, were they really? Okay, is that that's wh- a more that's interesting 10%, fact? 10%, yeah, you can have of the answer. Point? <laughs> <laughs> um it
0: was it was Stan. It was the guy that comes over and steals the sale. Okay. Oh speaking of Mike Scully, also he and his family appear running out of the zoo when the ride oh, runs Oh, Interesting.
1: I did um when they when that happened, you know how sometimes you just see someone and the way they're animated is different? I was mm. like, There there's something up with these people. They're meant to be somebody. I'm just not sure who.
0: Yeah, Mike Scully's family. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, my next question is how long is the road rage class? Oh. Um 90
1: minutes? No, it'd be longer because there's lunch, 8 hours. Correct. Nailed it.
0: Yeah. Hey. Um uh, my final how did question. How do you get from
1: 90 minutes to 8 hours? <laughs> um I I look there's about eight steps of logic that my brain took, <laughs> um, and I don't have time to explain them all. Which astronaut uh, were they alluding to? So basically, which astronaut appeared in the road rage video? Oh,
0: uh, I'm not I, the guy who played golf on the moon, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah,
1: Alan Shepard. Um, okay. Now, interesting story about that. Uh, so. Uh, as I, It wasn't him, but someone that was involved in the scheming of this. NASA were totally not up for him playing golf on the moon. They like, like, They were not in on that at all. Uh, oh, Jesus. Hold on a second. No. Shit. The Phantom Touch is trying to... <laughs> the Phantom Touch just tried to open a program. Just, I, I heard the sound. I was like, oh, God. It's oh, lost, God. It's lost its fucking mind. It's, it's launched... <laughs> It's launching apps. Oh, God.
0: Ashe's, it sounds like you has got my laptop.
1: Ash has come home. Ash, my laptop is fucked. Um, oh, God. This is so fucked. Anyway, um, so uh, what was I saying? It's fine. As Are we still recording? We're still recording. Well, I'm too, too. I'm too afraid to open Audacity. But as long as the microphone is blinking at me, <laughs> we're still recording. Um, okay. <laughs> I wonder if I. Did, no, I no. I don't want to detach anything. Um, uh, what was I saying? Alan Shepard. So NASA not up for it. So he had to go to a golf pro, and took a six iron. It was a Cleveland six iron head, and attached it to a sort of probe that they normally used while. Um, Like collecting samples and shit like that. He then had to smuggle, uh, re detach the head, and then smuggle that in his suit and put a couple golf balls stuffed up in some socks and took them on board with him. Wow. Yeah. So he was like, he was like a real rebel. Yeah. He said that he skinnied the first one, it went about 40 meters and rolled into a crater. And then he, um, (laughs) uh, he hit the next one pretty decent, went about 200.
0: I feel like this guy's my new favorite astronaut. Yeah. It's amazing. It's just like fuck the police. <laughs> <laughs> At least you can say he's the only person who will probably ever play golf on the moon. Yeah, um, until they turn the moon into a resort, absolutely. How long do you reckon that'll be before they do that? Weeks. I reckon. Uh, in all honesty, I reckon it'll be within the next thirty years. There will be some sort of yeah. like, yeah, place, place you, You'll be. Expensive as anything, but there'll be a place you can go visit on the moon. Yeah, I feel I like honestly reckon. Yeah, yeah I feel like twenty fifty feels
1: reasonable enough. That's far enough away in the future that I'm happy to commit to that as a uh, lock <laughs> of the
0: week. Uh, and my final question is: Which TV station does Homer think is great? NBC. No, incorrect. No. CBS. Oh, okay. So that's when uh, during the credits they're talking about NBC. He goes to the credits. He offers the um. Or he issues the apology saying that Fox yep. is the best, and then he says, CBS, great. And that's when they shoot him.
1: Right. Yeah. I stopped listening. There yeah. we go. Hold <laughs> well on. I, I distinctly remember getting to that bit going, oh, no, it's not going to be important to the review. <laughs> it's
0: the Patreon mailbag time. The patron mailbag is brought to you by our beloved $20 patrons, Jordan Ritchie and David Harrington. Thank you guys for your ongoing support. Also, thank you to our new $5 plus patrons Kenneth Rice Comey Smith And Richard Cole Also a big shout out To Francis Adrian Our new $100 patron So Francis Ooh, Send us a message Jesus Francis at, Thank you Yeah send us a message And we will review Any episode of The Simpsons In which you would like us to I am very pleased And um, you know With that information I'm off to hit the roulette tables And also uh, Shout out to Charlie Wardale And Christopher Darby Who upgraded their subscriptions This week Thanks guys Thanks, guys, for your support. It really means the world to us. Also, we're, we're doing a monthly draw on the subject of our patrons. We are going to be doing a monthly draw. Do you want to draw it now?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Everyone. I was going to say, everyone already knows that I'm in a hotel in Sydney, so there's no point in the illusion of me
0: pretending to actually draw a name. But, uh, <laughs> you go for your life. Basically, what, what I've done, we've got, we've, it's, it took too long to do all the names, and the we originally started ran- off doing that. And it's, it- it- it's a random number generator. Okay, guys. It's exactly the same thing as just digital. <laughs> yeah, when people jumped off the page and were like, well, now their name's lost in this hat. So basically, yeah, it's just a digital thing. And this week's winner is going to be, hang on, I'll just click, Alex Crockett. You are this month's winner of a $50 pop culture gift card, e gift card. Send us an email. I will send you the code. You can spend your hard earned uh, patron money on a, some Simpsons goodies because pop culture is now Australia's home of Simpsons merchandise. That's pretty exciting. But anyway, it's time for the patron mailbag. So, first question here from Dave Abbotsmith. He says, What's your worst experience on a Portaloo? P.S. Have you ever seen your teachers naked? Uh, okay, so no, I've never seen a teacher naked. Um, I have, but it was after school finished, That so was okay.
1: I, I was going to say, you, d- you went to Oberon? No, oh, no. Geelong, High. Geelong High. Geelong High. I know Ash went to Oberon and there was a teacher there that got himself into some trouble with some videos that may have surfaced. Oh, yeah, I know um, that guy, yeah. Yeah, Ash, did you see any of your uh, former teachers self-made porn online? No. Ash says no. So, Ash hasn't seen a teacher naked either. Okay. Uh, but... I imagine several thousand ex-students of Oberon did. Pardon? Oh, not that I know of. That's Yeah, well. I liked it better when you weren't in the room. <laughs> um, I. Oh, and uh, worst incident with PortaLoo, so not involving me, but there was a pretty horrific work uh, injury on a port uh, on a PortaLoo where someone was basically someone's gone into the PortaLoo in order to use it. Someone else has thought, you know, what'd be funny is if I throw this chunk of broken brick at the Portaloo door so it hits the door and makes a loud bang and scares them. Uh unfortunately timed the throw at the exact moment that the other person had finished, opened the Portaloo door and cop the brick in the face. wait, wait this is where you worked? Oh lord no, I've never been on a building site. That's why I was so <laughs> confused. <laughs>
0: so what, what did you just read about this somewhere or I heard I, I, I heard tell. Let's leave it at that. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Speaking of Portaloos, have you ever seen the film Kenny? I never watched it. Yeah, hilarious. Great movie. Yeah? Okay, cool. I'll whack that onto the list. You know, I've watched 23 movies
1: this year so far. I did see that. That's impressive given that he's only 13 days old. I guess when you're suffering from a disease that will remain unnamed, (laughs) that you have a lot of time for film. Basically, it's a case
0: of Nicola and I decided, well, I decided for Nicola that there's too many good films out there that I've just never seen. And rather Mm. than sit down and spend our nights watching fucking shows like Law & Order SVU and whatnot, let's actually watch these movies. So, every night now, we watch a movie. Okay. That's cool. I can't get Ash to commit to something like that.
1: She doesn't have the concentration all the time to sit down and watch a movie. Sometimes, I can't even get her to commit to a 22-minute TV show. So, (laughs) the fact that you've managed to force
0: movies onto Nicola is quite the effort. Do you know how I've also succeeded? Nicola also now leaves her phone on the kitchen bench when we watch movies. Oh. Yeah, super wise. What? What Jesus. I don't even think...
1: I don't know if Kim Jong-un is married, but I don't even think he would be able to enforce that rule.
0: So, (laughs) well done, sir. Uh, Next question. Pat Wright, what is your biggest pet peeve as a driver? For me, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, actually. It's when people Mm. don't... Creep out when it's you know when it's a green arrow, but you can't actually go yet. Or no, when there's yeah. when there's no green when there's no green arrow, but you're right to keep turning if there's no cars coming the other direction. But they don't yep. creep forward; they sit in the behind the line. And by the time yep. they turn, you're stuck and you can't go. Yeah. uh it,
1: for me, it's just um, turning. Oh, what was that? Are you still there? I'm still here. Ah, yeah. uh, my headphone. No, that should be okay. Yeah, no, it should be fine. Anyway, my headphones just beeped. They might be going flat, just to help. Anyway, um, <laughs> my, my biggest pet fief is uh, just um, red red arrows um, for turning right because you have to give way to oncoming
0: traffic anyway, so there's never any reason to have a red arrow. Um, can, 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 I just, can, can I just interrupt I'm saying that people listening at home will be living on, on the edge of their seat right now knowing whether this podcast is going to actually happen or not. Like, <laughs> like, you, you reckon they're on the edge of their seat, mate? <laughs> this is- uh continue yeah so biggest pet peeve yeah um red
1: red light arrows like so uh, an arrow that stops you from turning right when oncoming traffic legally you have to give way to anyway so the only thing that a red light uh, a red sorry a right hand red arrow does is stop you from doing something that you would have had to have been stopped from doing anyway and then at best it stops you from doing it when there's no oncoming traffic and there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to i'm sure there's a reason for the red arrow it's got to be to do a mean, traffic flow, right? Look, maybe there is, but
0: you, you've got to be a smarter man than me to figure out what it is. No, nah, because... It's, it's, see, the thing is, if there was no red arrow, because when the when the red arrow goes green, the oncoming traffic isn't allowed to go. So, if it was just a case of having to give way, you could be sitting there for 10 minutes if but it's just, constant. Just
1: have the green arrow. <laughs> like, you, you still don't need a red.
0: Oh, I see what you mean. So, that just the, the fact
1: that you... There, there are times for yeah. There are times for traffic flow where yep, the green yep. says all that can happen is people can turn, but that still doesn't mean that you need a red. Anyway, that that that's that's my biggest pet peeve.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kenny Gad says, have you ever ended up in a situation where road rage has been acceptable? I um, think you know if you had a red light and the person, the chick in front of you from Cotton on sitting on her phone instead of actually going, and you honk your horn. Yeah. That's acceptable. I'm pretty relaxed. Um, the only uh, I
1: this isn't so much road rage, but I was at the MCG and was witness to some of the best selfish driving ever. Of um, someone like I can't even remember what game we were attending, but it, uh, oh, it was a Hawthorne Geelong game, um, going back a few years. So, you know, let's let's say Hawthorne Geelong over the last few years, on average, on an Easter Monday is probably 70 000 to 80,000 attending. Um, and the MCG car park after that many can be, you know, it's it's absolutely chockers watched someone absolutely refuse to let anybody in for about a 15 minute period of like times where there were legitimate gaps and she just closed them down. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> it's not, it's not today. Not on my
0: watch. What? When you're driving on a highway, right? And it's traffic jam banked up. And then a the car will fly out the left lane and try and creep in. I never let them in. Do you let them in? Hmm. Um, Uh, I mean
1: basically trying to skip the queue if it's safe to to look I don't give a fuck to be honest like I really don't care I don't get defensive about about my position on the road for me it's just a case of if me letting you in means I'm less likely to crash then go for your life
0: that's sort of my priority if you were in line for a film and someone decided to and it was this huge ass line you've been there for ages and this person decided to just step in front of you you'd let them in?
1: No, that analogy doesn't work Um, Because you're not all driving to the same destination and there's not some seat that you're trying to get to at the end of it. Like, everyone is on the road and you need to play nice. It's not about who got there first. It's about how do we make all of traffic as an organism flow better. Like, you need to step away and and look at it from a higher level. If everyone did that, there'd be a lot less honking.
0: Yeah, but... It's based on principle. Like, motherfucker. I've no, sitting-
1: no, there is no principle. We're a team. We're, We're all not a team. team.
0: <laughs> we are a
1: team. That's there, There's a reason that there's
0: three or four different lanes on a highway. Uh, anyway. <laughs> it's for the greater good. Uh, Kenneth A. Rice, final question. Well, Madeline Corzine says, what's the worst piece of driving you have seen on the road? We'll take your answer. Oh, the, the- yeah, no, I've actually got something else. Yeah, okay, no, yeah, go I, for I, it.
1: Yeah, something, so, some, uh, in short, I was driving yesterday from Drysdale to Ocean Grove. So there's a section of road where it goes from 60Ks to 100Ks. Um, in my rear view mirror, I see a car pull out to overtake a car in front of them from the 60K zone. But because that car has then started to speed up to get into the 100K zone, the other car, which was not overly powerful, was just sort of stuck beside them driving in the, the oncoming lane for a good minute and a half, and then had to hastily try to cut across and get back into my lane. Um, then what happened is the car that they overtook decided to retaliate to them being overtaken by tailgating them, which pushed that car in fear right up onto my ass. So I had one car tailgating me because the car behind them was tailgating them. The car behind me, the one that had done the original overtaking, was occupied by two, uh, I don't know, elderly um, drivers with a handicap sign hanging off it. And so like that kind of gave me pause and I was like what if you just decided i'm already handicapped so you know what's the worst that could happen i'm just going to drive like a maniac but then the car behind them that was getting all angry and self-righteous had a christian cross hanging from their (laughs) rear view mirror so i was like what happened to turn the other cheek (laughs) hold on one sec hey ash your phone charger is just a micro usb right can you please get it for me and plug it into my headphones while we're talking thank you They're not going to last uh, <laughs> I, uh, 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 I am leaving all of this in By the way <laughs> Yeah good This is the most duress I've ever had to record under. <laughs> just shit's not working
0: I have worked out At the I very just least I was envisioning you like balancing a, 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 a Tray of plates and stuff At the same time Like <laughs> it's just, all this shit's happening just, at, right, right I now. just fucking hit my head On a lamp <laughs> <laughs> Should we get into the review Shall we just get into it And get this done <laughs> Probably for the best Shit, no, that's not the right type. That won't work. I'm actually pretty pretty excited. I'm excited (laughs) to get to the end and see whether it was actually recording or not. (laughs) No, it is. So, I've worked out at least that the Phantom Touch
1: happens at the bottom of the screen. So, I've got Audacity minimized and put it at the top half. So, it can't be
0: it can't be screwed up and I ah, can okay. keep track on the fact that it is recording. Cool. All righty. Actually, before we get into today's review, we need to actually remind the listeners, Mitch, that they need to stick around because at the end of this podcast, after the closing credits, there's going to be a very important message that you all need to hear. You cannot miss this message. Do not push stop once you hear that. Shh. Stick around. There's a very important message at the end of this podcast. I'm just letting you guys know you're going to have to hear this. It's It's, it's pretty big. All right. So, Marge Simpson and Screaming Yellow Honkers originally aired on February 21st, 1999. Uh, the chalkboard gag is grammar is not a waste. It's not a time of waste. Kelsey grammar is certainly not a time of waste, that's for sure. Uh, the couch gag is the Simpsons sit on the couch as normal and a car, no, a crash bar lowers onto their laps and takes them like a roller coaster. A crash bar, that's confusing. I never, didn't know it was called a crash bar. Is that what that's called? Jesus. Mm. It was it's just... It just Threw me. I was like, oh, a crash bar. Okay. I I, I guess that's what they're called. I've never actually asked what they're called. I just called them a safety bar, I guess. Well, That would make more sense. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, so the episode kicks off with the Faculty Talent Show. And as you discussed, Skinner is just terrible in this, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Um, The whole thing, I really love the look of abject horror on the faces. Uh,
1: during that opening number, of just like mouth aghast of what are we watching.
0: Do, do these things
1: actually exist? Because uh, I don't in Australia. Teacher talent I don't shows. know. Small towns, like... I know, you know Springfield is essentially a small town. It's the same people and everything. So, um, yeah, I, I'm sure... Uh, I'm sure it would happen for them to have come up with the idea someone in the writer's
0: room must have seen this happen somewhere. Yeah, they wouldn't just make this up. Now, Mrs. Yeah. K with the balloons, right? Oh, I don't man! Know. Now, Mrs. K, she doesn't seem like she's not like overweight or anything. She doesn't seem like she's ugly. So, I'm pretty mm. sure if you were a kid or an adult, and there's a woman on stage popping balloons to the point where you could see her rear end, you wouldn't be upset with that, right? No. Oh. Uh,
1: nah. You mean as a, sorry? You're saying as a kid, so just Depends say you're, in, you're just say you're in year seven or grade six. And yeah, I reckon grade six it's wrong. I reckon if you're 16, it might be a different story. But your teachers, to a point in your life, are more like a mother relationship than anything—a mother slash father relationship. So no, I think to a 10 year old, that's just going to be creepy. Did you ever call a teacher mum? Yeah, I
0: I did once, grade two. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did a couple of times. It's yeah. just, it's just I habit. I feel
1: like most most kids, when you're young enough, will have made that mistake at least once.
0: Yeah. Then we get Skinner and Chalmers. Yeah, did you hear the payout that Chalmers gave Skinner here? Sexless freak. Sexless freak? Is that what he said? Yeah. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, as he's walking off. He, so he cracks the shits with him and goes, sexless freak, as he walks off. Mm. I was like, oh my. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Everyone then leaves during intermission. Um. Humber has stolen snacks, but he says... It's okay because he saw Mrs. K's butt, so it's justified. He's allowed to steal some shit. And then Mm -hmm. we get here, we learn that Marge is just a terrible driver. In the sense that, well, she's not a terrible driver. She's just an overly safe driver. But I guess you could say this does also make her a bad driver because she's holding up traffic. Like Flanders was letting her in and she doesn't go. Yeah. Um, Yeah, doesn't go out of an insistence of not changing the lane. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I did enjoy it. And just that little overhead shot of traffic just...
1: Crossy vroom, vroom,
0: vroom. then drives past in the Canyonero, just you know, mm-hmm. to get good. My car is, and and it also when it like same as the um the previous episode, off in the distance, it's like a horse, <laughs> yeah, with the sunset. Um, yeah. Homer then goes and buys a Canyonero. How he can afford it, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, well, she at, says he cashed in his four hundred one k for it, so it's okay. basically dipped into his retirement fund. Yep, yep. Which uh, I guess Homer, it's, it's an impulse that Homer's always had. He did the same thing in season one, didn't he? Yeah, when he bought the RV and and that sort yeah. of thing. So yeah, th-
1: th- this this all fits for me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I, I like I enjoyed this sequence as well. Like it um it felt it actually felt a bit reminiscent. I mean, a it's obviously Glen Gary Glen Ross, but it also felt a bit reminiscent of um William H- <coughs> William H Macy in Fargo selling the uh, the rust coat or the rust yeah. protection or whatever it is yeah. and that sort of thing. Like just the um slimy car yard sales tactics and that sort of thing. Um. It's, it, it's always, I don't know. It's maybe it's a little bit past its use by date now. Like you don't see this very often in movies or in comedy, but in the nineties in particular, it felt like that was your go-to dirtbag. Um, you know, untrustworthy and, and let's get like, there was never any shortage of jokes about car sales guys in the nineties. They yeah,
0: never trust a car salesman basically. Hmm. But also, uh, I think it's just never trust salesmen in general. Like, even when you, like, go to buy a TV and whatnot. Yeah, I think it's just that car salesmen has got so many
1: more things that they add in that no one understands. I mean, go but, to buy a TV. What are they going to co- say, really? They're kind of like the
0: carnies of uh, salesmen. <laughs> they are a little bit. Yeah, the game's rigged. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Can I buy that, please? Well, if you... Really?
1: What? Well, hot... Hot dog! A sale... <laughs>
0: I'll take it from here, Gil.
1: No,
2: wait! Ah, oh, No, you can't take my sale. My wife's gonna leave me if I don't start bringing in the green.
1: Come on, let me have this one, Stan. I'm begging you. Look at me. I'm begging you, Stan. Mm-hmm. Let's go write this up, shall we? Honey, you should have seen me with my last customer. I No, but I came so close. This guy was... Uh... Whose voice is that? Is that Fred? Oh, you said it was over. No, don't
0: put him on. It... Hello, Fred. Hi.
1: <laughs> okay, you've got the undercoating, clear coating, rust proofing, underguard spray, gravel guard XJ, VitaSeal repels it. But if you want to protect the paint, you better keep it in this tent. Will do. Okay, here's how your lease breaks down. This is your down payment.
2: Then here's your monthly. And there's your weekly. And that's it, right?
1: Yup. Oh, then after your final monthly payment, there's the routine CBP or crippling balloon payment.
0: But that's not for a while, right? Right. Sweet. So, yeah, I, I noted here, I just think it's amazing that Homer has all the extras but still needs a tent. <laughs> it's just so true. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you get all these extras. They don't mean shit. <laughs> no, they um, they don't. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, you could have had reinforced bumpers. I mean, when Nash drove into your car, still would have fucked it up. <laughs> yeah
1: no that would have been handy actually <laughs>
0: uh then at work he's bragging about his new car to his mates lenny and Carl, and he then realizes that he's actually got the f series girl model now I'm not yeah. sure whether this is actually a thing do you do you have female models of cars like cars designed for women I don't think they would even fly now would it would it not not now i
1: would be i would be amazed if it had never happened though I did like the uh the lipstick instead of like I mean, as much as that's a funny gag, it,
0: it, what women don't smoke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But it's also a very sexist joke. The whole thing, sh- yeah, just yeah. But I mean, the Simpsons, the Simpsons was very sexist and homophobic. There was even like, like Homer here is like, you think I'm gay? Like, it's a bad thing. Yeah, it's a fruity car and that sort of thing. But but but, but, but it, it, um, it fits the character of Homer though.
1: Again, it's not so much that the Simpsons were sexist and homophobic. Because the nineties was sexist and homophobic. Television. Yeah, 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 yeah particularly in hindsight like at the time the 90s would have felt progressive but it's you look back on it and go oh man i can't believe that flew the worst is friends yeah uh it's funny there was an interview in the guardian with um simon frost nick pegg and everyone that was involved in spaced and they actually used friends as an example of they're like we we feel that spaced has aged really well. You can go back and watch it for the most part, and it's really good. And it's not like, say, Friends, where it's where some of the episodes are just incredibly dated. Yeah. And yeah. I think Friends of all of the '90s sitcoms that were super popular is the like it's the shining beacon of looking back and going, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Marge then realizes that she loves the car because Homer takes her car away. And she's forced to drive the Canyon Arrow. Uh, yeah, she does. Like, um, and can we just point out that that sequence as well? Um,
1: kind of funny, just like hot wiring the car and still, and off he goes. Um, but yeah, I, I like we're not won over originally just from the little features. And some of those features, I got to say, as they're rolling out, like the automatic steps to get up. That's a pretty sweet thing
0: to, in a in a SUV.
1: Yeah, they don't exist, but they should. No. Like I feel like a Range Rover or something like that should have that.
0: And the technology in the car, like when it says, where would you like to go today? That was, that was big time in the 90s. Yeah. I mean, like
1: that's practically predating Alexa or something. Mm. Well, 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 well,
0: certainly predating. I mean, it's practically predicting. When Nicola's car is like four years old and her car doesn't even have that. Yeah. I mean, mine has a thing where
1: Google Maps comes onto it, but it it only works like 70% of the time. Actually, there's another (laughs) brand that I'll shit on, Subaru. Subaru can go fuck themselves. You just hate everybody now. (laughs) Yeah. And in the, uh, I mean, the forgotten recording didn't get to hear me talk about how um, the Star Grand Residences can get fucked and that Sydney cabs can get fucked and whatif.com can get fucked. But
0: Penn and Teller, can they get fucked?
1: No. I mean, Teller had emergency back surgery and my heart
0: goes out to him. (laughs) So that's fine. That's a good excuse. It is kind of sad here that Marge has to seek friendship in the car, though. No one's ever asked me that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, it's like um, Joaquin Phoenix in her yeah. falling in love with the AI. Marge can fit all the shopping in the car. and It's actually, a, it's it's a really good, like, I watched this. I was like, I need to go buy a Canyonero. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's, yeah. It's a really
0: good sequence to they, show they should, the benefits of this car. They should actually make a Canyonero, because can you imagine how many Simpsons fans would buy one? Can you get pop culture onto it? I will try. <laughs>
1: Come on, Mom, just cut across the field. Oh, I don't know. It doesn't seem right. Ugh. Do you want to spend your whole life doing what's right? Of course not.
2: Let's do it! Can you Whoa, You the man, Mom. Out of my way, nature. Canyon-o-o.
0: We come back from commercial, and Marge is uh, showing the car more attention than the family. Homer here.
2: A vodka! A a three-chambered peanut! Marge, look what I did! Come quick, hurry!
0: Marge, look what I did! (laughs) Yeah, look what I did. That's incredible. (laughs) Uh, And then we get the, um, the powerful headlights. What I loved about this was when she sends Homer in to tell Bart off. And then Homer ends up joining in.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'd like to know what was in there. Because I don't think it would have just been money. Like, I feel like Homer kind of got so excited about it. And if it was money, they just would have been in and out. That There must have been something that they were rummaging
0: for. Chocolates, maybe. What would Marge have in her handbag? That is the question. Writers, our listeners, send in. What do you think Marge would have in her Mm. handbag? Marge has now got a bad case of serious road rage because she's she's got the power now and she wants to use it. Wiggum gives her a ticket and sends her to driving school
1: And I'm here to talk to you about road rage. Duh. Quiet, fatso. The sergeant's talking. Go on, dear. In these modern, hectic days of fast food, answering machines, and one-night stands, people are getting angrier. Now, what you're about to see is not pretty. Cut me off, will
2: Yeah. Ya?
1: Ah! Look familiar? It should. Anger is what makes America great. But you must find the proper outlet for your rage. Fire a weapon at your television screen. Pick a fight with someone weaker than you. Or write a threatening letter to a celebrity. So when you go out for a drive, remember to leave your murderous anger where it belongs. At home.
0: Now it's time for Curtis E. Bear. I felt sorry for Eddie here. How about oh, you? Oh, poor Eddie. Does he cough it? Bears can't talk, Eddie. <laughs> Can I just cover my groin? <laughs> but it's like it's really, really vicious. They beaten him to like to a pulp with wood. I think I think seeing it from his perspective too adds the element of just like pure danger. <laughs> oh yeah, the point of view, the broken tooth as he just collapses to the ground. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marge hasn't learned a thing though, has she? Everyone's. Everyone's starting to learn their lesson. I think it's Kearney and Agnes. They're being polite to each other. No one wants to go. They want to let the other one go first. What would Courtesy Bear do? Come
1: on, come on. i got to get this suit back.
0: Marge ends up driving over Agnes, surprisingly not killing her, and then crashes through the prison fence. And uh, and now, there's a bit of animation error here. You may now have noticed that when Wiggum's talking to Marge, at one point the car is behind the fence, and the next moment it's in front of the fence. Oh, okay. No, I didn't Mm. spot that.
2: Well, I hope you're happy, Simpson. Those prisoners were
0: one day away from being completely rehabilitated. I'm tearing up your license. Ah, oh, jeez, darned, laminated. Would you mind? i got stubby fingers. <laughs> Come back and Marge is now very annoyed. Um, she can't believe that. I mean, it's justifiable. I mean, if I was a cop and oh, someone oh, well. had just did this. Yes, absolutely yeah. justifiable. She's what? lucky she's not in prison herself. <laughs> Homer says he's going to take the kids to the wild animal kingdom. I do love here. hear, come on kids, daddy's gone too far. <laughs> uh, Homer here, though, at the zoo, was a total jerk. But if you saw someone doing this at the zoo, you would report them. Or just hit him with one of those tranquilizer darts. Oh, yeah. You'd be like, sir, what is your problem? I mean, yeah. he wakes up the lemur with the slingshot, mm-hmm. which leads to the ride escape. Which also, uh, then, well, I think they fire the. Um, is it the sloth that cops the dart gun in the in the bum?
1: Uh, yeah, it is. Does a little happy dance before collapsing. <laughs> Which I would, I would really. You know how like they had Big Mouth Billy Bass, that fish you could hang on the wall. I would like a sloth, maybe like an alarm clock. So when it goes off, it does that dance, and you have to bop it on the head for it to stop. <laughs>
0: You just never pop it on the head. Just let it keep going. Yeah. yeah, so basically the rhinos have escaped and shit's going down. The police realise they're going to need Marge. Marge isn't going to help them at all. She's like, fuck you guys. You I, I've really, off me."
1: Can we just point out the uh, Steve Irwin style guy there, by the way, who is just excellent. Like, I told him a chain link fence wouldn't hold of the rhinos. No, wait.
0: <laughs> I meant to tell him. It's the worst accent ever, but that's what's so great about it. Yeah. Um, Margin sees it's a family on TV. Like Everyone's in danger and uh, no, everyone's safe, except for those people right there. <laughs> and she decides to go save the day with the Canyonero. However, unfortunately, there's still one rhino missing. Now, here though, now this is something the Simpsons wouldn't normally get wrong. He says it'll be my ass on the barbie. We say ass, oh, not ass. Yeah, okay. Well... um, that's what you get when you have an American doing an Australian accent, I guess. Yeah, I suppose that that little things like that might slip through. Yeah, she accidentally leaves Homer behind. He gets stuck in the um in the sunroof, and then the Rhino takes him for a, a joyride through Springfield, doesn't it? Mm. There's um there's some really cool animation during this whole sequence, by the way. Um,
1: I particularly I really loved the um efforts of Eddie and Lou to f- jump out the side windows as the car is rolling over. Um. Prior to Homer getting taken on that ride, that was pretty amazing. Um, What about Marge jumping out of the sunroof? Yeah, when that happens, that was really great as well. Um, Homer just hanging by the belt buckle is a very funny image. And it almost reminded me of um, Nelson having to walk down the town street with his pants around his ankles and everyone saying ha-ha at him. That like There's that little moment there where Homer is not actually in any danger and it's just a really humiliating thing that he's being picked up and dragged around by a rhino.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's in you know, imminent danger. I mean, he's, got, he's on a fucking rhino. And at first I was watching this and I'm thinking, why is nobody helping him? But then I thought, if I saw somebody getting carried by a rhino, I probably wouldn't get close to it either. <laughs> Anybody seen Homer? Hey, there he goes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you, you just... Would you put yourself in the firing line? for so, Just say you didn't know this person. Shit, And they're being taken away by a rhino. Would you, would you try and help them? What's a man going to do? Like, like, it's every man for himself in that situation, I, I am right?
1: but a human being. This is a rhino. <laughs>
0: uh, but anyway, so he gets caught in the portaloo, thinks he's safe, but he's not. And then Marge pulls off one of the most ridiculous stunts in the history of the show. <laughs> she yeah. Crashes the Canyonero, flies out of the sunroof, catches on fire. Now, I'm not sure whether this is true, but will rhinos always try and put fires out? Well, apparently they are um, send some to New South Wales. <laughs> That'd be, um...
1: That was going to be my what did I learn. But <laughs> <laughs> That we need a, a rhino squad of um, CFA volunteers. Just for the next few months,
0: those fires are still going. By the way, if you like oh, overseas yeah. listeners, well, it's, obviously we it's, flew over it's crazy. It today. It's it's insane. Um, oh really? Oh, but it's just smoke everywhere. That just yeah, black mist, or? yeah.
1: Although um, Sydney's not as bad today as Melbourne was in terms of um, in terms of haze. But no, like there were parts where, as you're flying, there was a fair bit of smoke in the air, but you could still see the ground. And then there was like a 15 minute section where you just couldn't see shit. Like it just was completely blacked out. Um, more of like a dirty gray than dark, but yeah, there's, um, it's, it's horrific. Um, and it's great to see so many fundraisers and that sort of stuff going on. And, but yeah, like it's going to be a problem for quite a while. Um, yes. And the other thing is like, you know, it's 27 degrees and it's sunny.
0: Um, and there's no rain on the horizon. (laughs) Like it's just fucked. But if you want to help. As you, as you said last week, Mitch, we're going to be donating 50% of our monthly Patreon money, aren't we? To the bushfire mm-hmm. uh, RSPCA fund to help the animals that are suffering yeah. as a result of these fires. We'll
1: send it towards some more carrots to be rained down upon them.
0: So, if you want access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts as well as supporting the RSPCA, you can go to patreon.com slash four-finger-discount. Alrighty, so then we get the uh, the mentioning Stone Phillips, who I had to look up, is basically the host, just a TV host on... Um, On Dateline, I believe. Oh, okay. Yep.
2: Well, I was watching Dateline and Stone Phillips said SUVs always roll over when you turn sharply and the gas tanks explode at the drop of a hat.
0: And she also knew if a rhino sees a flame, he'll
2: instinctively try to put it out. Stone Phillips again. Is there anything that
1: guy doesn't know? Why, this Stone Phillips sounds like quite a bloke. What television network is he on? Why, NBC, of course. NBC has lots of great shows, and their news and sports coverage can't be beat.
2: Do you think there's anything great on NBC right now? Oh, I'm sure of it. But there's only one way to find out.
0: The NBC ending felt lame to me. I don't know about you. Well, I I told you that I did turn it off. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, a little bit. The, um, The only other
1: nitpick that I had in the final sort of sequence of the episode is I can't imagine that Annette... That can be comfortably thrown ten meters by two men is going to be heavy enough to hold down a rhino. <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of ridiculousness in the last did I just, episode. Sorry. But
1: did I just say amen? I meant to say by a couple of men. <laughs> but I think I you I said.
0: Did I? I thought say, you said a couple. Okay. Maybe you didn't. I don't know. Go back. Uh, and I just I, play the tape. I knew back. what you meant. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> but um, all in all, though, it was a yeah, it was an enjoyable episode it got a bit wacky towards the end there but you know that's what you expect with season 10 Simpsons yeah I agree like it's a fun episode it's just it's one of those
1: ones that to sit down and review it I'm like "Mm, not a lot here um, other than stuff made me laugh like overall um, I I will say that that there was I I don't think there was a lot that it needed to improve there was no glaring issues with it or anything along those lines it's a fun episode It's, um, it's an enjoyable one and there's I think one of the virtues of when they do an episode that's not too story-focused and it's just moving from one bit to another is that if there's any moment of the episode that you're not really into, it's okay because it's only going to be around for a few minutes and then you'll move on to another thing. So, those episodes can roll pretty quickly.
0: What did we learn, Palmer? So, what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? That uh,
1: lemurs are just lazy monkey wannabes.
0: They are. But but they... Wouldn't you love to have a sloth as a pet, though? I reckon that'd be great. Yeah, a pet sloth would, would be pretty awesome. Because it wouldn't be much maintenance. You wouldn't have to walk them. Claws, just lounge though. around watching Netflix all day with you. I reckon they'd screw your floor up. Uh, I guess. Just, just get little sloth shoes for him. Just have trees everywhere. <laughs> I let you should always check the cigarette lighter before buying a new car. <laughs> Make sure it's in your colour. Do cigarette lighters even exist anymore? Uh, no, I don't think they do.
1: Um, I'm, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not illegal to smoke in your car if you're alone, but I'm pretty sure it is illegal to smoke in your car with other passengers, certainly with children and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I, I would imagine while there wouldn't be a regulation saying you can't have cigarette lighters, it's probably more of a thing of like, it would be
0: advisable not to because we're trying to stamp out this behavior. I was actually thinking about this the other day. You don't often see people smoking anymore.
1: No, well, there's fewer and fewer places that they're able to.
0: Yeah, it's like they've just hidden
1: them from society. <laughs> they're, in the, um, <laughs> they're in the Hong Kong organ
0: farms. Jabail! Jabail is here! Ooh! Now, Mitch, do we want to do a mailbag today or shall we just try and wrap this one up whilst we know Look, we're still safe? As much as
1: I can't reopen the mailbag, I did have one question. Now, I've forgotten who the question came from, so I do apologise for that. Um, someone from Essex. So, if you're from Essex... Would you you like me to look it up whilst you're asking the question? Oh, I'd like this person to just work it out themselves. But if you're from Essex and you're a recent... No, you're not a patron because you're waiting for... um, This is just to show that I'd read the email. You're waiting for steady and regular income to come through, which is perfectly fine, but you've thanked us for all of the free entertainment. Um, uh, This question is for RomU, and it's for you, Dando, and it's not actually Simpsons related, but... Um, I, I can only imagine that he's asking this because it relates to his own life, so that's why I feel like it's it's relevant to answer. Um, ha, with you being from Australia and Nicola being from England, how did it go? And did you guys struggle when you got married to try to you know reconcile the gap between families? Like, ha, and how were you able to get people across from England for
0: Nicola for the wedding day? Yeah, basically it was just we you know gave them a year's notice. Mm-hmm. and they saved up their money and we were just renting a place in Cryo at the time just a two bedroom house but for 3 weeks we had 9 people living in a two bedroom house yeah <laughs> but yeah but Nicola only had like immediate family over for the wedding so none of her cousins came over it was just her mum dad so she got Nicola's got two sets of parents mm-hmm. uh, dad step mum mum step sister brother and an uh, uncle and an auntie that's all that came
1: Interesting that a year's notice is enough time for them to leave England, but three years' notice wasn't enough time for them to leave the EU. Hey? Hey? Political joke. <laughs> is that the only reason you want to ask that question? <laughs> uh, no, but it did come to me halfway through. I was like, <laughs> it was that thing of like, how do I make this very specific answer for
0: one person somehow entertaining for everybody else? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so like obviously it was disappointing for Nicola that she couldn't have all the friends and family here, but what we did was a year or was it six months later? It wasn't too much it wasn't too maybe it was a Christmas after we got married, so it mm-hmm. would have been ten ten months after we were married. We Went back to England and we had like a mock wedding over there where Nicola took her wedding dress and we just had like a not not a ceremony, but just like a wedding party in a mm-hmm. in a local hall and all their friends and family came to that. Yeah, okay. And got photos with, with Nick and her dress and stuff and whatnot. Yeah. Cool. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, so Nic- Nicola was lucky enough to have two weddings. Yeah, nice. All right, so I reckon it's safe to say we should probably just end the mailbag with one question because I'm just a little concerned that things are going to go wrong. That phantom touchscreen error of yours is yeah. making me nervous. It, it's
1: making me nervous. It's <laughs> making me depressed because I quite like this laptop and I do want it to be fixed.
0: But I just is um, it your own, is it your only laptop? Yeah. Oh, that's a real pain in the ass. Yeah, um, and it's, it's it's like it's it's such an absurd error like what, what is this just something built into the screen that's making it happen it is i don't
1: know but see this is the thing so microsoft's help website if you look this up it does talk about downloading a hot fix so like they released a patch for it but that patch is no longer available I'm Like, well what the fuck you've released a fix for it and now it's, how, can,
0: how can that doesn't make sense no it doesn't
1: like you look online on reddit and it's just there's people everywhere going, does anyone have this hotfix? Because my Surface Pro is shit. <laughs> like, it's it's just fucking bricked itself and I need to figure out how to fix it. Um, so, like, it's still obviously an ongoing known issue that is addressed, but they, like, they've like they updated the page to remove the hotfix, but they haven't updated the page to tell you how to fix the fucking thing.
0: That's insane. Mm. So, don't
1: so don't buy Microsoft Pro, basically. Yeah. And I haven't...
0: Like, I'll end... Okay, so we haven't
1: got a mailbag, so I'll just end with my gripe for the rest of um why why every other element of sydney at the moment can go fuck itself um like i want to have a fun time in sydney i really really do but so the penintella show that like we were here to say penintella they had to cancel due to surgery that's fine um i'd booked the hotel through what if now what if on their booking thing had like you know credit to them after, i don't know if this was in the pre-booking but certainly in the itinerary they're like look the hotel doesn't allow cancellations or refunds but i was like all right i'll send them an email this is weeks in advance there's plenty of time for them to resell the room I'm like guys this has happened is there any chance of getting a refund what if said sorry uh only the hotel can give that permission so oh wait no first i went to the hotel so the hotel directly i was like can this happen they said because you've made the booking through what if you need to um communicate through them So then I emailed what if and and asked them that same thing. They said, sorry, the hotel has not given us permission to do the refund. I went back to the hotel and went, hey, so what if have said that you guys knocked them back? And the hotel said, no, we haven't had any communication. So I was like, well, someone here is lying to me and I don't know which, but I've paid you $500. And I feel like that means I should not be lied to at the very least about a very (laughs) honest upfront request. Um, Then, I mean, the other aspect of... Uh, uh, the so-called harbour view room that we have I'm looking out um, and look sometimes this might just be a matter of timing but I'm looking out at a whole bunch of construction my view consists of 60 bags of boral concrete and uh, that many workers outside our window at the moment that we don't want to leave the blinds open (laughs) because everyone would just be staring in at us and insult of all insults we checked in and there's only one bathrobe what? two slippers one bathrobe (laughs)
0: Wait, did you just piss somebody off? Or?
1: Apparently, like God, I think. He's the only one that could <laughs> orchestrate this many things to go wrong in such a short period of time. Um, is it a single bed? It's two single beds put together with like a king size topper on it to try to. <laughs> oh, that's so like, frustrating. I fucking hate it when people do that. As, as Ash said, this room is fake luxury. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it even luxury in the slightest? No. There's an espresso machine, but they've got the, There's an espresso machine with two pods, both of different strengths, but they don't tell you which one is which. <laughs> like, I haven't got an indicator to tell me what which one's the strong one. Nicola um, would
0: turn her nose up at that machine.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, so would I. But I mean, it's a hotel room. What are you going to do? It's better than instant.
0: So basically, you just can't wait to get home.
1: Look, I'm I'm going to I'm going to aim for the best. Ash's um. Ash has a happy knack on the roulette table, so if we can take this casino for all it's worth, then it'll be okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I shall let you go then, sir, because it sounds like you have to try and uh, enjoy some part of this evening. You're going out with friends tonight,
1: right? Yeah, I'm going to catch up with um, Hayden Wright, uh, up and coming. Oh, yes, yeah. um, You've briefly met Hayden, but up and coming stand-up comedian slash improv actor in the Sydney scene. Um, But more than that, just a... probably a friend from 10 or so, maybe about 10 years, going on 10 years that we've been friends from hmm. Mackay, one of the few good people in Mackay. So, he's living the life that you want? I don't know about that. He's working a, um, a middling job and um, <laughs> um, it, there are aspects. He's, he's living that kind of like uh, house share, striving artist life um yeah okay uh, you know ash, ash and i are quite comfortable <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that i'd go trading my life for hayden's but he's doing things that i wish i had the opportunity to do when i was a bit younger
0: yes yeah, so well next week we're going to be reviewing make room for lisa uh don't forget guys send in your questions mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au if you want to join the Discount patreons patreon.com slash discount, 50 of this month's uh, earnings goes towards helping those animals that are being affected by the bushfires. So make sure you jump on board and support those little creatures that need your help. Mitch, any final words for the listeners? Um, maybe, maybe just sing the Canyonero song for me. Sorry, you've just reminded me. Well, yeah, I can go out on...
1: Um, one of the listeners had suggested for an alternate title. It didn't quite work. And this is like in the late 90s. Australia had a, a jingle for the uh, one-ton rodeo. Um, oh, which yeah. every Australian London would do. Yeah, so they wanted uh, They wanted me to try to do an alternate title of There goes a red Canyonero A red canyonero Red canyonero, red canyonero.
0: Thanks for helping What a good Sorry, jingle
1: my, um, my screen just went black and I had a heart attack But we're all good, still
0: recording <laughs> it out. Let's just wrap this one up, shall we? Please, I'm so <laughs> afraid Shh <laughs> Alrighty, guys, we teased during the Patreon mailbag that there was going to be a very, very, very big announcement that you're all going to want to hear. Mm -hmm. Mitch, take it away.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I guess there's no easy way to say this other than come right out and say it, Dando, and, uh, I mean, mean, you're aware, it's not like this is a shock to you, but to all the patrons out there, and, well, not even patrons, sorry, to everyone out there, to all of the listeners, um, it is with... Sadness, but also happiness that I'm announcing that at the end of this season, I will be stepping away from the show. Um, uh, and and that that's it. So I'll still be um, around to do some patron related stuff. And there's definitely still some other ideas. But I feel like the time is right for me to step down as co-host of Four Finger Discount in particular.
0: And it's not just because he doesn't like me anymore. There's other reasons, isn't there?
1: Yeah, uh, Dando touched my wife and it's been... It was worth it. <laughs> no, um, no, look, on, honestly, what it is, it's, I mean, this, it's been such an amazing ride over the last, what, five years or something like that. Um, but I, I kind of wanted to emulate a number of my... Uh, uh, people that I look up to and go out while you're still enjoying it rather than get to a point of being pushed um, to, to go away. I also think that, like, you know, It's been an interesting journey going through this last season and starting to watch some episodes that I hadn't, you know, hadn't grown up on. But by the same token, I feel like now it's time for someone else to take over because these these episodes aren't really mine anymore. And I want someone, I I want whoever is hosting this show to be as passionate as I was about it for the last five years. And I I feel like the time is right that uh, that I hand those reins over. And um, make, you know, and I think that'll help the podcast continue being as good as it possibly can be.
0: Well, I hope you did find somebody because I have not done anything. I knew there was something
1: that I'd forgotten. I went out, I bought milk. I was walking the supermarket thinking, what else was I supposed... Oh, that's right, a new co-host for Four Fingered Discount. No, um, uh, patrons, and this is why I had you guys on my mind before, patrons will be familiar with the man who I've invited to step in. We've scour- scoured the earths. Uh, we put out... I'd like to say we put out a casting call, but then uh, I only want to do that, so... Because whenever I read about a mass scale casting call for a movie that I liked, I'm like, oh, how come I didn't get a call? Um, so I would like to think that our listeners might be doing that. But no, uh, the esteemable, the uninhibitable, the much better than myself, Mister Guy Davis is uh, going to be stepping in and taking over co-hosting duties from uh, season eleven onwards. Guy, hey, that that that's me. That, that's you. Oh. That's your cue. Welcome aboard, sir.
2: <laughs> I feel like pulling a bit of an Anne Hathaway at the uh, at the Oscars. <laughs> Came true, <laughs> yeah. uh, but yes, uh, yes, folks out there, it is in fact true that uh, I am the new uh, co-host of Four Finger Discount alongside the estimable Dando, filling the ginormous clown shoes footsteps of uh, of, of one Mitch Grinter. Uh, look, it's it's a hell of an act to follow. Uh, you have done such a superlative job over the last few years, and uh, look, it's an it's an. <laughs> I was about to say, it's an honour to be nominated. It's an honour to be asked. It's an, it's an honour to take part uh, in such a uh, such a cool, uh, fun, wonderful endeavour as Four Finger Discount. I'm really, really looking forward to it.
0: And we can't stress that enough, can we, Mitch, to the patrons or just to the listeners in general. Guy is like the ultimate man when it comes to TV movie trivia, is he not? A hundred
1: percent. Anyone that has listened to our Movie Guys podcast or to the Mandalorian podcast that you guys have done or just to the TV, sorry, you didn't call it TV Guide, but whatever it was, that was just about things that are on Netflix and that sort of stuff. Um, I don't think there's anyone that I, certainly in terms of people that I know, there's no one who I respect more when it comes to the ability to articulate an opinion uh, with eloquence and rhyming slang and poetry, which is beautiful.
2: Mitch, thank you very, very much for that, man. It's a, it's a great pleasure, too, and, it's, and uh, no. a great honour to hear uh, such words of praise from someone who I respect a great deal, um, and also you.
0: Uh, so, uh. <laughs> I was going to say, who wrote in? But now it might make sense to some of the patrons out there who have listened to our Simpsons commentaries, where is Mitch? Yeah. <laughs> yes. People should be asking, um, where is Mitch? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so what Guy and I are going to be doing now on patrons, we're going to be going back to the start, and rather than just reviewing the episodes again like Mitch and I did, we're going to be just doing commentaries on the episodes. Plus, this week or last week, if you've listened to this and you're not a patron, we commence Talking Seinfeld, which Guy and I will be hosting, reviewing every episode of Seinfeld.
2: Indeed, there will yeah. also be uh, more... Uh Movie Guys podcast, where we uh, review the uh, new releases, maybe some old releases. Uh, hopefully, we can corral Mitch back into one or two of those because his opinion and his wisdom is always welcome in
0: that regard. And you, Mitch, you'll be coming back for some four finger discounts when you feel like it, right? Yeah, no, totally.
1: So there's there's still some episodes um, throughout seasons eleven, twelve, and and who knows in the great beyond that I look at and think, oh yeah, that one does really grab me. Um, so whenever there's something that like is truly whenever I feel like there's a reason and a, a, a need for me to be there, I, I will, I'll be there. Um, the Futurama podcast, Dando and I are still going to be doing the Futurama podcast, um, so that's still, you know, there'd been a bit of a hiatus on that, just as life had gotten a bit busy, but um, this will help free that up and we'll be able to continue finishing that off and then releasing it to the free feed once we finish Seasons 2, uh, and then, you know, three, four, five, and so on. Definitely going to be involved in the movie, guys. That's, uh, that's something else that I still like, but i still like (laughs) um for anyone else that wants to know like you know what's going to be happening in the life of mitch where what what else will i be doing honestly for the first probably month i am really looking forward to just shutting up because i feel like i've i've run out of opinions on things so i'm looking forward to seeing what my brain does if it has to be quiet for just a little while Um, there's a couple project ideas that I have, some podcasts, some not, um, uh, but yeah, so what's this space for fans? And we've still got, what, eight episodes left of the regular four-finger discount. So, you know, in the words of one of my heroes, Lieutenant Drebin, this is not goodbye,
0: it's just I won't ever see you again. (laughs) (laughs) Now, before we let you go, Mitch, uh, did you fix your computer yet? Did you find a fix?
1: Um, well, I haven't so much fixed it, but it also hasn't... Fucked up the way it was before.
2: This is like life in general, though, Mitch. I mean, thing, <laughs> things aren't going. Yeah, you know, things aren't working completely, but they haven't completely fucked up. That's you can say yeah, that I'm, about I'm, life. And yeah, I'm
1: not in a, I'm not in a trough right now. I'm I'm trending up to a peak on my <laughs> laptop. Uh, no, my laptop just the screen developed a mind of its own, guy. And um, if you listen to our review of Marge Simpson in Screaming Yellow Honkers, it was an absolute shit fight Ooh. to try to get to the end of the episode. Well, it's, uh, this clip is actually at the end of that review. Okay, so Guy, if you listen to this episode that you're featuring in right now.
2: <laughs> well, given how much I'm in love with the sound of my own voice, absolutely, try and stop me. Yeah, <laughs> tremendous.
1: Uh, aside from that, um, my voice has returned to, even since, you know, between recording this on Monday and now, uh, or the, the bulk of the episode, and now my voice has returned somewhat to normal. So, in in light of this announcement, um, musical fans, prepare yourselves for a little treat over the next week or two, as i put together a little tribute to myself which is going to be one of the most
0: enjoyable things I've done in some time
2: I'm simultaneously uh, enticed and
1: thoroughly appalled
0: excellent (laughs) all right Mitch before you go thank you for
1: doing the show with me oh no thank you for giving me the opportunity again look there'll be time for sentimentality right now this is just the (laughs) the pre-announcement all right so we've got eight weeks before we have to say proper goodbyes and thank yous and all that sort of stuff you know, and 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 eight weeks still of banter and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, let's let's not get too carried away. But no, thank you. Um, but more to the point, like this is a for for listeners that have maybe never sampled any of our Patreon gear, an introduction to guy. Um, guy, we might even get you into, uh, you know, do some triple hosted reviews over the next few weeks. Um. If that fits in with your schedule, just so people can get a taste of what you are all about.
0: Maybe we'll whack some uh, Patreon exclusive stuff mm. up on the free feed just so people can get a bit of a taste as well. Yeah. 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 That would because be nice.
2: If there's something that I love to do, it's give people a taste of me.
1: How often for free?
2: Oh, never. <laughs> when you're good at something, never do it for free. <laughs> that, was a, that was apparently the Joker, <laughs> but, but not really.
1: All right, Mitch, we'll let you go. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Take Cheers it easy, guys. Mitch.
0: Thank you once again, yeah. listeners, for enjoying our review of Marge Simpson's Screaming Yellow Hunkers*. Until next week, bye-bye.